Let's get nuts. What is happening, guys? Whew. All right, we're good. We're good. Everything's looking good. Ah, what is going on, Wagner? <laughs> what is going on, guys? How you doing? Welcome. It is Friday. Thank God. Right? As they say, thank God. And it is time to uh, relax and have a drink. Welcome to the Vodka Stream Lounge. That's right. Looking good, huh? What is going on, guys? How you doing? What's going on, Mr. Flash? What's up, Darius? We got Anthony here. What is up? Cool. Yeah, we got Amar. How you doing, bud? Yeah, what is happening? Alok Zoo, what's up? Happy Friday. Indeed, Jerish. We made it. We made it through another week, guys. Yes, Snyder Cut Worldwide. Yeah, somebody needs to do a video like that. I don't know, maybe I'll do a video like that. You know, remember in Step Step Brothers, what was it? What was it called? Worldwide? Something worldwide? I forgot what what it said. What what they did in Step Brothers. I should do a video like that. Hey, what's going on, Ryan? You're a beautiful bastard. Jeffrey, what's up? Danny, how you doing, bud? We got Bradley here too. What's up? How you doing, bud? Hopefully you're feeling better. Having milk and a cookie. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, if you want to, I mean, if you're going to, you know, obviously I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to you later on, Scott. And if you still want to be, uh, you know, drinking milk on the vodka stream, I'm perfectly okay with that. What's going on, Eric? Viper, what is up? Whoa, whoa. Baby driver, look at that. Got baby driver. Speaking of Edgar Wright, here he's going to do Running Man. Stephen King version. I am looking forward to that. How you doing, Nick? Yes, international, baby. That's right. You drinking? No. No, I don't drink Kirkland vodka. And tonight, guys, I'm going bourbon. Just saying. I'm on a little bit of a bourbon kick right now. So I'm just saying. Got bourbon this time. So, yeah, in the Vodka Stream Lounge, sipping on some bourbon. So cheers. Mm. Ah, Just so tasty. So tasty. How's it going, Evan? How you doing? All right, we got Mr. Uh, Dan right there. Yes. Hello from Las Ve- from Vegas. Oh, man. Tell you what, Travis. I know. Uh, it's going to happen one of these days. I know I keep saying it. That's right. It was prestige worldwide. I couldn't remember right there. So, so yeah, I know. Maybe it was something that's uh, actually been in the works since last year. I, uh, I, messaged, uh, I messaged him last year, so it's been there for uh, a little bit. Oh, of course I'm getting those variant covers. Those things are beautiful, man. Uh, like I said, though, in my video, if you guys saw my video that I posted, I'm, I'm going to try to, uh, you know, the comic book shop that's in the mall over here. I'm going to see if they're going to carry them because, you know, like I said, you got to support. got to support the local comic book shops, man. I'll tell you what, that's one of the things I miss when it comes to uh, when it comes to where I used to live. Um, there was a comic book shop, like, right around the corner from where I used to live, you know, just a little tiny little shop. And, uh, I got to know the owner. And every time I went in there once a week, we, I would be there for two hours. Cause we'd just be talking. We'd be talking about the comic books. We'd be talking about the movies mainly, of course. And, uh, it sucks because even before the pandemic, he had a closed shop because it just wasn't in a, a good location. I tried, I tried my best to like, I was trying to keep him <laughs> as, as afloat as I could because, I was in there every week, and when you know when Rebirth happened, when uh, DC Rebirth, I was all about DC Rebirth, and I was trying to get every like you know every issue that I could, you know. And sadly, he didn't um, 
he didn't keep uh he didn't keep up because it just wasn't in the best location sadly i mean but you got to support those local comic book shops i tell you what so yeah happy friday cheers overdrive how you doing yeah good time you're not late yeah, that's okay. Hey, we're just uh, introductions. Don't worry. Like I said, uh, the uh, the interview was pre-recorded, so you know I'm gonna be uh, in a, in a little bit here. I'll play it for you guys, and uh, and then I'll return, and then we'll bring on the panel as per usual. But uh, yeah, I mean, anyway, yeah, when it came to Fabian, I uh, I messaged him. I think I messaged him back in in like early December, and we kind of went back and forth a little bit, and then he said he was like kind of swamped up. And told me, like, hit him up in the new year and we'll make it happen. And, you know, uh, when it came to January, I was like, okay, now it's time to start. You know, so I started messaging him and then finally we just made it happen. And, uh, you know, I had a feeling it was going to be pre recorded because he is in the UK. So just like the Connie Nielsen interview, which is not a big deal. The school, I mean, yeah, just did it yesterday and uh, yesterday morning. So it was, uh, it was good. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. Um, definitely, hopefully well <clears throat> anyways, but, um, yeah, hopefully you guys are doing pretty good. Is Garza going to be on tonight? I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully Garza is, um, like I said, uh, I mean, he always gets an, everybody gets an invite, you know, the normal guys get an invite. If they don't make it, they don't make it. It just, it's just, you know, obviously life could happen. I mean, Garza is suffering through. He's part of that. He's part of that weird little fucking, you know, you know how Mr. Freeze decided to just like fuck up like this, like the center of the country right now. And there's like this crazy like or maybe it was the Canadians. Maybe, uh, you know, Justin Trudeau up there was like, you know what? It's time like it's time we uh, mess with the uh, the Americans <laughs> because apparently, you know, there's like this big, huge winter storm that is just blanketing like the center. It is seriously like uh, I think even Scott's feeling it, too. I saw some of his videos where. uh where he was um, showing snow at uh, and at his house. So I mean, snow everywhere. Garza's doing that. Meanwhile, like it's been about yeah. Today was uh, nice and sunny and seventy degrees in uh, in Southern California. So <laughs> cheers. <laughs> oh. mm. Ah, delicious. Ah. So yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> so it's just kind of funny how like I mean, while some people are, just, I mean, it's I, I feel bad for those people. Cause, uh, yeah, there's people that are losing power, bursted pipes. People are just really suffering. And, uh, when it comes to, well, what's happening in the United States right now, when it comes to, uh, the weather, crazy craziness, man, I tell you. So, Hey, you got Canadian fans here. Dave. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding with you. Um, Mark Higo? of course, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding with you. It's all right. I've never been to Canada. One of these days, I'll I'll go up there, eh, and uh, you know, do all that stuff. What's going on, Mr. Eric? How you doing? It's a boom tube. You think it's a boom tube? Could be a boom tube. I got shit ton of snow in Jersey. Yeah, see, it's happening like a lot, man. New appreciation for Northerners after all. I know it's it's crazy. Hey, you know, I don't know if it's a, a climate change thing. Could be, could be, could be, uh, could be that, or it's just you know, the weather's just like fuck all, whatever. Let's do that. Let's just do that. <laughs> let's just uh, let's just mess with everybody that's uh, that's usually in warm climates right now. Uh, I'm sure it'll happen one of these days, like or one of these years. California will end up getting like uh, crazy snow or something like that. You know, you know, the climate doesn't give a shit about what's supposed to be. I always find that funny. It's like, 
especially in California, like there's been times where it's been warm well into like December. I think that happened last year. Like it was still up, like getting up into the nineties into uh, December last year. So you just never, you just never know when it comes to the climate, it doesn't follow our calendar. We made up the calendar. I mean, we were like, obviously there were some smart people in the past that were like, okay, look at the stars and everything. We're going to make this calendar. And uh, hopefully everything goes by the calendar that we make. But I mean, sadly, uh, the weather, Mother Nature just goes, fuck your calendar. You know, I'm going to do what I want to do. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Ah, what's going on, Mike G? How you doing, bud? Thanks for joining. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, hopefully we'll see. Uh, we'll see who joins the uh, the panel tonight. I know um, Colbert hit me up and said he was feeling a little under the weather, um, so he might not make it, but uh, we'll see if he does. Um, just because, like I said, he's also getting slammed with the cold, too, and that's the thing. You get slammed with all this cold weather, guess what happens? You get down with the sickness. Oh, wow. I tried to do it. Tried to do it. Did I do a good job? I tried. I can usually do that, but I sometimes have to warm up my throat before I do that. Oh, wow. There you go. Um yeah, because I know some people, yeah, when the coldness happens, man, and your body just gets shocked like that, whoo, man, it gets, uh, some people just, uh, yeah, you just get that sickness rolling in, man, I tell you what, so, okay, good, thank you, Viper, so that was good, okay, good, uh, yeah, we'll see if Swenson shows up, I like, you know, like I said, guys, when it comes to the normal guys that are on the panel, they always get an invite, but hey, it doesn't always happen because sometimes they're doing stuff, I think like last week, Swenson said he was uh he had a free night date night with his wife and I'm like do it yeah obviously that's better than you know talking nerdy movie nonsense for the next four hours so obviously you want to spend some time with you you know that's just uh it's good stuff man so COVID the return I know yeah we'll see what happens but uh yeah you know like I said and then of course Sometimes it's like, all right, if certain people aren't going to show up, then, hey, guess what? Then I'm going to, you know, send some invites for somebody else and saw other people, too. So uh, Sasha Kaye, yeah, cute as hell. Yeah, she is. I know. Supergirl. I mean, there's a lot. Uh, there was a lot that happened today. It was a busy day, man. I tell you what. I mean, look at how many videos I did. You know, um, I got up. I got up this morning and it was probably, you know, I got up about six o'clock because I had to do some field work today. So I got up and, you know, as I'm like doing, uh, other stuff like paperwork stuff for, uh, reality work, I, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, the, the whole thing about Zack Snyder going international, Zack Snyder's justice league going international. That was big news. So I thought, okay, better record a, a quick video to let everybody know just in case they don't have Twitter and cheers, man. Cheers to everybody around the world. Of course, there are a couple of markets that are still being, uh, you know, not so great, but uh, cheers to everybody. We're going to be watching Zack Snyder's Justice League on March 18th. It's going to be grand. It's going to be awesome. And uh, so cheers, man. Uh, he fought. Zack Snyder himself was fighting for that, okay? He was fighting for that. He was in long meetings trying to fight for this. God knows what he did to help get to push this along. And also, we also got to thank Warner Media, AT&T, Jason Kylar for all that. So cheers to uh, all of that, man. Because I was kind of worried when I saw people talking about sharing sharing things and VPNs and stuff like that. I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. You know, I mean, I understand. It's like you want to watch it and how can people watch it? But it's like, hey, just be uh, just be um, 
just be a little patient, just a little patience, and look what happened. Should I buy uh, the Batman and Superman Funko Pops or the new? Uh, I would say wait. I would say wait because I have Justice. I have. I have some Justice League. No, I don't have Justice League pops. I have one. I have one Flash Justice League pop, and then of course the uh, Batman or uh, Bruce Wayne holding the Batarang pop. So I would say wait. I would say wait because more merch is coming, guys. You know, like I said in my last video, I did. It was kind of strange because the DC shop had all the individual like logo shirts, and then all of a sudden they vanished. Not sure what happened. I think somebody uh somebody got a little to uh antsy in the pantsy and was like oh oh god like that you know you know what sco you're absolutely right i mean i i there's things that i need to um you know yeah take take advantage of discord yeah i know i've been i've been i've 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 dealt with discord a little bit with like other things but i've never really like dove into it so i'll probably do that jose's here what is up buddy how you doing uh, let's see. Do you think uh, Snyder Cut will release in theaters? Nah, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. I'm I'm hoping that I hope my first viewing is in a theater. You know, I mean, I am an hour and like 12 minutes outside outside of Pasadena in L.A. So I'm kind of like fingers crossed. You know, obviously, you know, Snyder and I, we've talked, you know, numerous times and I'm kind of hoping like, hey, are you going to be showing this thing? Where are you going to show this? What IMAX? I'll show up to it. I, I even if it's the black. If I if my first viewing of it is in black and white, I don't care. I, I actually would love that if the first viewing is in black and white. I'm totally down for that too. If it's the uh, Justice League Gray version, Justice is Gray version. I am totally down for that. So yeah. So I mean, I, I'm just saying, like you know, I, that's why I'm I'm waiting for when all that becomes official. And I know like he's just busting his ass right now, meetings, 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 trying to uh, get all this coordinated. And hopefully there'll be, we'll see what happens. Maybe there'll be some kind of thing where he just, there's a special event happening at various IMAXs around the world. So we'll see guys. I mean, I mean, I mean the last time we talked to him, I remember when Scott was talking to him and talked about IMAX, I mean, he even jotted down like an Alabama IMAX. And I'm like, yes, man. Yes. Oh, oh, of course. It's definitely going to happen, man. I'm going to do, I'm going to do a Justice League one too in the next couple of weekends. So look forward to probably the next couple of uh, Saturdays. I'm not sure when I'll probably do my, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly when, because tomorrow, tomorrow I thought about doing my uh, Patreon fan stream, but I'm not going to do it tomorrow. Probably I'm, I'm most, I'm going to do it next week, next weekend. Uh, tomorrow I got something else planned that I'm going to be uh, shooting, and uh, but I think in like the the coming weekends after that I'm going to watch I'm going to watch Justice League, and if anybody you know if any of the uh, the boys want to join me on that it's going to be uh it's going to be crazy it's going to be crazy um, but um, yeah but then after Zack Snyder's Justice League comes out we'll for sure do a watch party we'll do a live watch on that that'll be uh, four hours plus of goodness goodness that's right. And it's funny too, because you're like, wow, a four hour live watch. I'm like, yeah, but we do like, we've done almost five hours here where I'm sitting on a fucking, I'm sitting on a bar stool type chair the whole time. When I do live watches, what am I doing? I'm reclined on my couch, nice and comfy. So looking forward to that. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I'm going to watch it because of how traumatizing it is guys. All right. I think it's time to, uh, 
show uh show the um the whatchamacallit the uh the interview with fabian i'm gonna go ahead and uh, bring it up right now give me a second here let's see there it is okay all right guys up here with whoa, uh fabian whoa, wagner whoa 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 <laughs> all right for joining me fabian. Oh, oh, how you doing geez, today geez. all right so i gotta still get used to like this new thing right here all right so, uh, all right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and let this play. It's about 45 minutes, maybe a little bit more. So um, I'm going to go ahead and play this right now. And uh, you know what? While, while this is happening, I'm going to go make dinner because I haven't had dinner yet. <laughs> I'm going to have uh, some dinner right now. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and bring this up and you guys uh, check it out and listen to them. Uh, it was, uh, enjoy I enjoyed talking to, to Fabian and hopefully um, – get to talk to him again after all all this is uh done because apparently he's got some future projects that he can't talk about and it's kind of interesting so here we go guys enjoy and i'll see you guys in about 45 50 minutes all right hey guys here with uh fabian wagner thank you uh for joining me fabian how you doing today it's a pleasure thank you for having me i'm very very, very well considering all the stuff happening in this world yeah it's a little interesting stuff happening out there. How are you? Uh, how you been uh, dealing with it all? Oh, we've been good. You know, we've been very lucky here. We, um, I've got a young baby, so I just spend a lot of the last year with my baby, which is That's unusual right. thing for people working in the industry. So it's a nice, it's a nice thing for me and my wife. So yeah, making the most of it. That's what we got to do. I mean, it's it almost like when you think about last year, it's almost it's almost a bit of a blur a little bit because it's like. That happened and now bleeding into this year. I mean, obviously when people are going, okay, 20, 2020 is over with, now we've got 2021, but it's like, hey, it's stuff still, I mean, the vaccinations are slowly rolling out there. Things are slowly opening. I mean, it's, it's we can't put that completely in our rear view just because the calendar has a different number on it. <laughs> It'll be a while longer, I think. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit. It's going to be a little bit. And uh, but yeah, thank you for uh, joining me today. We're, uh, of course, uh, guys doing a pre-recorded interview because Fabian is um, eight hours into the future. So don't tell us what happens. Um, we we want to be surprised, you know, no spoilers. You know, that's that's what it's all about right there. But, uh, uh, you know, hey, he's got a beer. He's drinking a beer, which I was like, hey, you know what? Have yourself a drink. I don't care. It's noon here. I'm still uh, I poured myself a bourbon. So cheers. Cheers, man. Appreciate it. Cheers. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm actually surprised you didn't wear a flat cap today. I was like, you rock that flat cap, or flat cap, I should say, um, very well. I mean, not, not everybody could pull that off. I don't think I could pull that off. I, I like the trucker hats myself, but uh, you really rock that flat cap pretty well, I, I will say. I like the trucker hats. I have a lot of trucker hats. I have a lot of hats. Yeah, uh, I imagine so. Because I, I don't think I've ever seen you without a hat. There's no pictures or anything out there where you're not wearing a hat. Doesn't doesn't happen often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotta keep that head warm. But uh um obviously it's been a pretty crazy um well at the end of last year. Well, yeah, last year and then of course going into this year. I mean, something pretty exciting, of course, is coming out. Um we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the uh the trailers and everything, and I wanna get your uh, um input on everything that's happened of course with Zack Snyder justly but I want to like uh you know go back a little further to young Fabian and uh you know you were born in Munich Germany right correct yeah okay so when like when was it when you were a child or maybe in your teenage years when did did when did you feel like okay you know what I want to shoot movies or I want to do photography some kind of form of photography was there just like was there a time that sticks out where you just went you know what I really like 
movies. I really like setting up a shot and just creating something beautiful with a camera. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was pretty young, I think. I mean, I, I never had a plan as such. I never had a a real plan, one would say, but I, I was very young. I, I always loved movies. I, I, I loved watching movies from when I was a, a, a kid, you know, seven, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then probably when I was about 14, maybe 13, 14, I actually started taking a lot of pictures and stills and actually started shooting stuff as well. Yeah. Was there like a movie that inspired you, like the movie that sticks out where you saw like the way it was shot and how cinematic it was, where you were just like, ah, look at that. I want to do something like that. No, I don't think I ever looked at it that way. Not, I mean, not when I was that age, you know. For me, it was just I, I loved um, – movies as as a as a as a way of sort of just being in a different world for a couple of hours you know so so i mean i, I there must have been a lot of movies when i was that age that i loved but you know surely it must have been things like star wars and uh and things like that so uh you know just but i just loved i just loved the concept of movies you know being transported into a different world i didn't particularly think about directing aspect or the cinematography aspect or any other aspect of filmmaking as such because you don't really know what's involved to make a film at that stage but I just loved it and as soon as I started taking pictures and then I realized the connection between that and sort of moving pictures and then started shooting things on Super 8 and, and I mean think crappy things like High 8 back then oh yeah you know um, but nevertheless, you know, it kind of gave me that. Yeah, I know. When it, when it, when it, I remember like those days too with me, just like me and my friends, just like with a crappy video camera and just trying to shoot something, frame a shot. I remember, I think my one of my boldest uh, things I ever did when I when I was shooting like this little short film, I tried to do that. What's that shot called where you're 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 zooming in and you're pulling back at the same time so like the background starts like moving in it, it, it i try to accomplish that without any kind of dolly any it was just me like with my feet trying to like time it just right and i, I somewhat pulled it off but i mean it's just stuff like vertigo, that the vertigo shot yeah it's great yeah i love that it's shot technique and it's yeah it's great when it works well yeah. I mean, I, when I fit, when I found out how to do it, I was like, I got to put this in something that I have just, and it was like a little short film where there was supposed to be a car that's going to hit the two characters. And I thought perfect for that. And it was, <laughs> so I had to have, I had actually, cause I was in the shot. So I had to have my friend do it. And yeah, it took, it took a little bit. It took a little bit to uh, get it just right. And even like, with, you know, it's difficult to do it with just your feet. So it's a quick shot, but you, I got that effect of that background that just looks like it's like raising up behind, you know, it's a, it's a pretty awesome shot. Have you ever used that shot in any of the movies or TV shows that you've done? I have, I have, I have. I used it a lot in music videos back in the day. Okay, yeah. I'm sure I actually used a very, I'm pretty sure I used a very, calms down version on it <laughs> on sherlock okay that's uh, right you did a couple episodes of sherlock as well as game of thrones that kind of that kind of put you up uh on the map there a little bit huh that did yes yeah that's uh and then uh there's actually uh when, when you first um kind of like i guess you could say when you were like jumping like from all that to movies you did uh 
um, Victor Frankenstein, which I actually enjoyed that movie. Um, that was actually a fun movie with, of course, you know, uh, James McAvoy and Daniel Radcliffe. Um, how, how was shooting? How was shooting that movie with those two guys? And and shooting a movie like you know that has to do with Frankenstein, another a different telling of Frankenstein. Well, you know, I think it was a, probably a double-edged sword. Personally, for me, it was great. It was, um, you know, it was my first big movie. It was Paul McGuigan, who's a good friend of mine. Uh, and an amazing director was directing. Obviously, Dan Radcliffe and yeah. Jack McAvoy are fantastic actors, and it was great to work with them. And we had some very amazing sets, and and I think some very good set pieces. You know, it's a tricky one. It's I, I think I read something like it was a four hundred and something version of Frankenstein <laughs> put into a movie. So it's a I can imagine know, that. Yeah, it's, a, it's the it's the most filmed. A story so you know it's tricky to to um you know i guess to get the right recognition for it and, and unfortunately it kind of got didn't get very good reviews either which i thought yeah. was a little bit unfair you know because it was a fun movie and it's an entertaining movie it was not it was never meant to be anything else no nah. um, but there was one guy in particular in the states who hated it and then everybody sort of jumped on board. Unfortunately, it was a bit. It was, I felt very sad because it, it was a great job. It was a very yeah. fun job to do, and it was a fun film to watch in the end. Yeah, I think like sometimes with critics. Uh, I mean, you know, on my channel, of course, I critique films too. But I always, what I always try to do is be like, who is this movie for? I don't just like go, you know, this movie's a piece of shit. This movie. I mean, sometimes I might give my opinion, but I always like go, what is this movie for? You're not going to get anything like this you're not gonna do anything deep it's gonna be this you know anytime that i review a michael bay movie am i looking for like super deep characters and all no i want to see explosions explosions hot girls hot girls explosions and product placement you know that's what i want to see in a michael bay you know in a michael bay joint you know and uh i think sometimes critics yeah get a little too harsh and then like you said um it um it they a lot of other people jump on board and just like hey let's just dogpile this and then all of a sudden it goes away, but uh, you also did a movie called Overlord which I really enjoyed that movie I mean that was high octane zombie fucking fun right there how fun was that recording or you know working on No that was great that was a great that was a great. Uh fun thing to do. It, personally, that was, it ended up not so well for me because my mom actually got ill in between. Oh, so I left, I left the shoot halfway through uh, um, to be there for her, which was obviously uh, more important at the time. Um, and, you know, that was a, it was a difficult, it wasn't a difficult decision because I always, for me, you know, nothing's more important than family and being there for your family and your friends. But, um, uh, you know, obviously, I prepped the movie for a long time, and we started shooting, and and it was, it was going really well, and I had a lot of fun. You know, we were, we actually shot chronologically, so we started with the plane sequence in the beginning. We shot all that for ten days, and um, and you know, I immediately knew how that that opening sequence, which we put a lot of effort into, would work really well. So it was a real that made it even harder to leave. You know, but anyway, you know, it, it was a fun movie to watch, and. Uh, you know, so yeah. 
Like when uh when when it comes to um I mean obviously when you look at like you you got Young Frankenstein then you got Overlord I mean is, do you like doing like the kind of like the I guess the horrorish genre is there like a specific genre that you uh prefer to maybe work on or I mean obviously you want to work on you know anything you can maybe get your hands on but is there a specific genre that calls out to you? Mm, no, not particularly. I mean, I'd love to do a western at some point. There you go. And I'd love to do a, a sci-fi. But, I mean, you know, to answer your first question, no, it's not like that I'm choosing those kind of things all the time. It's more like that's something that people maybe get to know me for and they like the stuff that I've done when it comes to these action things. So that's, you know, and mm -hmm. I certainly enjoy doing it. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But I think like, you know, like I... I didn't have a plan when I was 14. I didn't have a plan when I was 20 and I still don't have a plan. So, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I know, I know you went to film school and I mean, as much as you can, you know, sit in a classroom and, you know, listen to a professor talk about certain shots and this, that, and this, I mean, you really doing the hands-on work. That's gotta be more, that's gotta be more educational than just sitting in a classroom and reading books. Right. Well, film school is actually a very hands-on course. Is it? Yeah, and, I mean, I've got to say that I, I, when I first started studying, I studied film history, uh -huh. and that was incredible. And I loved, I loved doing that. I loved film, and I loved film history, and that was a very interesting. Uh, you know, I'm very glad that I did that. And that, that obviously is, is is not very hands on, but you know, when you then study cinematography, that's that's obviously hands on. There's only so much you can talk about, and then it's practicing really. Yeah. Um, and so basically, um, when you do, of course, you did uh, like Victor Frankenstein and uh, you have Game of Thrones and Sherlock under your belt. So what happens when Justice League comes along? Do you just get a phone call from Zach? Does he go, hey, you're my guy. Congratulations. You're going to you're going you're gonna to be uh, you're going to be uh, my guy pointing the camera for the next six months or whatever. I mean, tell me about that. Like when uh, when you got that the job to do the, the, the essentially the first Justice League movie. Well, it was a bit more, you know, surreal, and that's a bit more than pointing just the camera. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I, I but, simplified it a little too much. Yeah, a little simplification. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, he. I had a phone call from my agent saying that Zach is in London and he's doing a movie in London and he would like to meet me, and so, you know, that was uh, a big surprise to me in the beginning because I didn't, you know, I just didn't expect that phone call, I guess. And um, yeah, just went to meet Zach and we had a, we had a nice chat for a couple of hours and, and talked through things. And then I, I left and I, I, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I didn't expect to get the job. I just said, thank you very much for meeting me. It's great to meet you. I've always been a, you know, I've always been a, a fan of, of Zach's and I've always been a fan of Larry Fong, who was his main DP. So, yeah. you know, um, so, so it was a real great, you know, two hours just to just to get to meet Zach, you know. But I didn't yeah. think any any further off it. And then two out two weeks later I had a phone call saying that he would like me to do the job. Jeez, that's gotta just yeah, like you said, surreal. Just to get that phone call. I mean it's uh, I mean, I've talked to Zach uh, numerous times, and I mean, he's just the energy that comes out of the man. I mean, he's so excited when it comes to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I can only imagine just you know, because obviously when he's always drawing up these storyboards and 
and uh you know he knows how to point the camera himself i mean it's just it's pretty it must be just like i i can imagine it makes the job almost a little bit easier because he's just he's such a visual person and then just talking with him and it might it must have just uh it must have been just great and easy to just be like okay let's establish this shot uh, this is what i want and it probably went i i i guess relatively smoothly i mean i mean look the the shoot was great uh, i had the best time i've ever had and and mm -hmm. i hope that zach had a great time um and everybody else did i yes you know zach is when it comes to filmmaking he's an absolute genius you know he's a amazing creative visual director who like you said say he, he knows how to shoot stuff himself you know he he knows about camera angles lenses you know i mean he knows what he wants and then yes he's got this high energy uh, and just a super nice persona that he that he has that you know all of it combined is i mean it's like you know he's like a fucking steam train that you just jump on and he just goes down the river, you know and you're like wow this is and so that's so that's cool you know and then obviously on the other hand it's also you know for someone who hasn't worked with someone like him before you know it's also intimidating you know it can oh be yeah <laughs> And, imagine and, and hats off to zach uh, and 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 a little bit has to do with i guess my personality too but you know i never felt that with him because he was just super nice and super collaborative and super easy and 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 for me it was really amazing relationship so i really enjoyed it you know? yeah i mean it, it just seems like anybody who works with him um they always they have, always have the best things to say that you know when when we're in the we're in the era of like you know people getting called out for everything um and then you know there's like this you know there's there's people out there that just think like oh zach snyder look at his movies look at his movies he's this he's that and then but then you never hear like actors or crew members you know you just never hear like a negative thing about it. and they always say how easygoing he is and how, like you said, collaborative, you know, he's not just like, this is, it's my way or whatever. I'm, he's open to ideas. And, uh, and it's just, it's fantastic that now he's finally and you know, fantastic for you for fantastic for everybody who worked on justice league that after what happened then, which I'm sure everything that was happening during the initial shoot, I mean, obviously you're not part of like the conversations. I'm sure maybe, I don't know what you saw when, you know, talking to Zach and just hearing things I've heard, like, you know, he um, essentially was being fed stuff to like change throughout the shoot, you know, and and then there was like stuff where it's like, OK, we're going to shoot this line that they want that I'm being fed over here from this person. We're going to shoot this like funny little line that maybe Barry's going to say. But then after that, we're going to shoot the line that's in the actual script where you, you kind of saw a little bit. Of, I'm sure saw a lot of a lot of that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, to be honest, that's a pretty normal process these days. Yeah. You know, there's many masters that you serve, and and there's no <laughs> no different for anyone. If you have a studio behind you, or if you're, you know, there's always there's always someone who's got other ideas, or you know, and so it happens a lot. I think on a lot of the shows I've done that you know you shoot one version which someone likes, and then you shoot the other version that you like, or you know, so that's so that's so that's pretty pretty normal. 
do you ever just like laugh at some some of the stuff that would like uh was being fed you know to him like oh yeah we're gonna have him say this line and did you guys just kind of go like well that's kind of dumb or anything like that did you ever just go what really they want to put that in there that kind of line or you just i'm sure i couldn't like think of anything but i'm sure you know you always you know you know the script you know the story and obviously if there's something else coming in that's not expected or then you would you know have a certain reaction yeah and then there was a there's a certain shot that that we're going to see that i'm very excited for and i wanted to ask you like um when uh zach came up with this concept because he uh he put it in storyboard and uh he uh he posted it on his bureau and this right here that uh, he says uh, a little BTS of how I shot the mother box scene in Wayne Aerospace hangar. I wanted a constant moving camera. So I came up with an eight camera beam splitter rig, just cool technical part of, of the job. Now, when he approached you about this, did you go, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> Cause that looks no, elaborate. I think that we, you know, we talked about that scene a lot and how we can shoot that scene and how, what we can do to make that work. And, you know, we, we have both shot numerous scenes in our lives that involved a 360 dolly track around a table with characters talking and there's tons of different ways of shooting it and we just talked about it and talked about it and talked about the downfalls of what we've had experienced and 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 basically just went further and further and talked about what we could do to change that and, and, and all of that and that's how this came about came about that's cool. I mean, I can't, I mean, I, I remember, I think, uh, in a recent interview, he said that the shot is really quick, you know, that you just kind of just see it and then it's, it's done with, but it, I guess it's going to be, it's like one of his favorite shots. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's the one thing about movies is, you know, you could spend all this time trying to establish this one shot and then it's going to be just like an instant. You'll see it if you, if you don't blink or if you blink, you won't see it, but, uh, um, it's gotta be kind of cool. Thing. It's more of a negative thing. I haven't yeah. seen the finished shot yet, so okay. You know, it's probably not even. If you didn't know about it, you wouldn't even know. I guess. Yeah, it's one of those things. But the fact that I love the fact that he, you know, he's utilized his Vero in the past three years to kind of just show like like a lot of things, especially something like that. So now, when we get to watch it next month, we can actually pinpoint that shot. And because I'm looking for, I always like, like I said, when I, like I said, when I was doing little short films, I wanted to do, you know, that one shot just to do something like a little crazy, you know, trying to place the camera where it's never been placed before, seeing angles of characters that you haven't seen before. I'm glad that now that we know about all that and what went behind the scenes of like establishing that shot, now I could watch it. Everybody could watch it and be like, hey, that's the shot that he was talking about. Yeah, it's quick, but look at how beautiful that fucking shot is. And hopefully it stands out like a lot throughout the movie, you know. So it, but, uh, I actually wanted to, um, uh, what was I going to, uh, something about that shot. No. Um, so when the trailer came out, both trailers, the Hallelujah trailer that came out during uh, DC Fandom, and then, of course, the trailer recently. Is there anything that sticks out in any of um, the shots in those trailers that were like you were like oh yes look at that shot that uh that that turned out look at how beautiful that shot is there any specific shot in any of those trailers that you saw that you absolutely love the most or is it all just beautiful uh, you, know, you know not particularly i mean i'm just super happy that the film is gonna happen the way that we've always shot it and the way we always planned it you know yeah so i mean i know all the shots that we shot and obviously you know 
I know everything that we should. So, <laughs> All right, just, just go ahead and say everything. Just kidding. It's nice to see it the way, you know, we intended it to be seen, the way we intended it to be color graded, the way, you know, oh. he, Zach intended it to be edited, you know. Yeah, so that's yeah, when you, because you saw the theatrical and I'm sure you were like, uh, like, that's got it had to be just a, a gut punch i mean it was a gut punch for fans but just uh for someone that worked on it and of course it's someone that was you know that that has a name attached to it too it's like it had to just be one of those like oh man really i mean this this giant opportunity and look what they did to this thing well yes of course you know it was disappointing because i i i had spent a lot of time with zach i i i had I knew the, the film that he wanted to make. I knew the film that we had shot. Um, and obviously the film that I saw was not that film. So yeah. that was disappointing. But then I, you know, you always think about what, um, you know, for me, it was always more about what happened and, and why this actually happened. And there's obviously a much darker and yeah. sadder story behind the whole thing. And so, you know, at the time, I couldn't really think that much about the movie. I was thinking more about, I hope Zach's okay, you know, because his family went through a huge tragedy, and that's the reason why this happened. So, to yeah. me, it was about the movie, and it was about, you know, that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when when all that happened, and then, of course, when there was talk of the reshoots, you know, when, when Zach stepped away, and then, of course... Well, we found out the reason why. I mean, it was, yeah, uh, his fans felt for him. And, and um, you know, we still, I mean, everything that's happened with this uh, with this fandom and the AFSP, you know, all the money that's been raised, it's been pretty pretty fantastic, this journey. And hopefully it continues, it continues on. But, um, I mean, yeah, when, when you heard... Happened before, nothing like this has ever happened before. And I think it's, it's, it's yeah. something... It is, absolutely, it is pretty... Absolutely, you know, astonishing, I think. I mean, when you, I mean, going back to when you said you talked, you know, when you studied film history, this is going to be part of film history because of everything that's not, nothing. We hear about director's cuts all the time. I mean, how many fucking versions of uh, Blade Runner are there out there that we, uh, we've seen? And, you know, everybody could be like, what's the, what's the definitive cut? But when it comes to this, I mean, this is a whole different beast. I mean, not just only like, oh, yeah, he's finally getting his movie. But I mean, everything behind it, like fans rallying together and not just like trying to get a movie out, but also raising all this money, creating awareness, especially now with the fact with the pandemic and everybody's locked in their homes. And one thing that doesn't get mentioned enough in the media is the fact that suicide rates are up like depression, like people that are locked in their homes and stuff like that. So you know, this fandom is creating awareness for that and hopefully helping a lot of people out with uh, what's happening right now. So it's truly magical. Absolutely. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing what they've done. And um, it's amazing how it's happened. I would have never expected this three years ago. So, you know, I guess it just shows how much the fans love Zach and his movies. And, you know, and that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's very amazing. So you said you didn't see like the original cut of the movie, like I guess this definitive 214 cut, as a lot of people call it. You never saw like he never showed you that because I remember him talking. He said he has showed cast and crew members, some cast and crew members, but you never saw like his unfinished like 214 minute cut. I saw uh, I saw a lot of it, but I never seen I never saw the whole film because I was in L.A. Uh, I was we were doing some color grading on the first three trailers. Okay. Um, 
and so he showed me a lot of stuff then, but I never, I had never seen it as a as a movie, as a finished, as a as a one piece, basically. Yeah, one piece. Um, so like when you heard started hearing about the reshoots, like uh, you weren't part of. The, were you part of those reshoots? You weren't, right? No, no, I was doing Overlord at the same time. That's right. There it is. Yeah, because that was around that time, like 2017. Yeah. So uh, 2016, yeah, okay. So, but when you heard about all that, and uh, like, like say, like because when you talk about those three original trailers that came out, I guess like the third trailer, that's when it kind of started dipping into like, oh wait, there's this Russian family there all of a sudden now. Did you kind of like kind of go? So, did you kind of start scratching your head like, eh, what's going on with this movie now? This is starting to look a little yeah, different. The first three trailers were all of the stuff that we had shot. I think I'm pretty yeah. sure that the first three that we had shot was. Okay. The stuff that we had originally shot, um, and then after that became. Yeah, I think there was like one last trailer that came out that started showing this like that Russian family that was uh, part of the, uh, the reshoots and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, when you watch those first trailers, I mean, it, and then watch the theatrical, I mean, yeah, it's a noticeable difference. Now, when you watch the the, the newest trailers, now you're like, I, I love the fact. I always, anytime a new trailer comes out, I always love. Um, diving down to trailer reactions. You know, I do trailer reactions and there's just a bunch of trailer reaction videos. And like the, the common thing that we keep on, I keep on seeing is like, people go, this is a whole different movie, man. It's a whole different fucking movie. It's like, yes, that's what we've been trying to tell you. It's not going to forget, forget, I mean, forget what you saw back in 2017. I even tell friends that haven't seen it. I'm like, don't even, don't even bother with that. You got something, a four hour plus saga that's going to be coming out in March. And, uh, man, let's just pretend that 2017 didn't happen. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Just finished shooting the movie last year and Zach spent the last year editing the film. And that's now, exactly what happened. See, you heard it here. That's the way I'll edit it. We'll just put it like that where you say, yeah, just forget it happened. Never happened. No, but, um, um, so when the, the, when the, the additional photography happened, I know you weren't a part of that. Uh, were you off doing other things? Is that why one of the reasons you were not a part of the additional photography that happened at the end of last year? Well, that was more to do. They were only, he was only shooting for two days. And okay. obviously, Black's in LA. Uh, I'm, I'm based in the UK right now. so yeah. And, you know, with COVID times, that wasn't the time to travel. Um, you know, first, I mean, first of all, we couldn't travel with uh, being being in the UK. And uh, to be honest, I also wouldn't have wanted to travel. Um, I have quite a lot of respect for this virus. Um, in fact, my, one of my gaffers who I've worked with for 10 years is, has been very unwell for the past couple of weeks. He's been in an induced coma mm -hmm. for uh, 10 mm -hmm. days because of this virus. So, Jeez. you know, it's not something that I wanted to, to do and go away from my family. You know, it's not worth the risk. So, so unfortunately, obviously, I would have loved to have done it in normal times, and I would have done it in in in, in other uh, times. But um, special occasion with what's going on, it it just wasn't possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, especially yeah. You don't want to risk like for just, it was only a two day shoot, huh? It wasn't. I remember hearing it was like a week, but it was just a two day shoot. That's. That's great. I mean, I know it's like it was like it's supposed to be, uh, you know, a specific scene that's going to be about, you know, five to six minutes. And uh, I mean, obviously, and it's funny, too, because when you watch that last the last trailer in it, you see that specific scene with uh, Jared Leto's Joker. I mean, that's another thing that's like people are just like, holy shit. Look what uh, look what he added. And uh, man, I mean, what were your thoughts when you saw? Oh, man, he he's going to bring in Jared Leto's Joker into this this crazy four hour epicness right here. I'm sure you're pretty excited to see that. 
Well, he, I mean, he told me about that, so I knew that that would happen. <laughs> what else did he tell you? Come on. It was a surprise. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's it, it's pretty crazy. Like, um, I mean, because when he, when he first came on uh, my show, like, he talked specifically about, and even, like, talking to him on the phone, he talked about how he just, yeah, it was just an idea that he always had for, like, the past three years, and then he was wondering, should he do it? And then he decided to just throw it out there to Leto and everybody, and... uh and it stuck and it worked. And now people, I mean, people are so even more hyped than they were before just because of uh, what he did. And uh, I mean, that's truly exciting, especially for people who wanted to see it continue. You know, everybody who's a fan of, of Zach's wants to um, wants the, the Snyderverse to continue on. And I know initially shooting with you. You probably know a lot of, you probably saw a big giant whiteboard of, uh, you know, of outline stuff that was supposed to be happening because he was supposed to do sequels. And uh, my question is, do you have the picture of the whiteboard and can you show it to me right now? <laughs> uh, just right behind me there. I think it's just out of shot somewhere there. Oh, yeah, it's somewhere oh, behind you in the dark. Ah, I can't see he, it. I'm going to brighten up the screen right here. Damn it. He did no, tell I mean, me. It, in my my first interview, actually, he did tell me all about the uh, the second movie. Yeah, uh, and it's one of the things that makes Zach so amazing. He had he had he had this plan, and he knew what he wanted to do from the beginning. And uh, I always thought that was very impressive. Yeah, I know. It's I mean, that's the thing. Is like when it when it, when it comes to Zack Snyder, and one of the things that I've always said about uh, him is just like, even when it comes to something part of the story, like either if it's a character that's only on the screen for about three seconds, three and a half seconds or something like that, like um, he'll, he'll have a, an entire backstory for that certain character. Like, so, and I remember, um, you know, during all this, when we're trying to get all this out and everything that uh, when, um, when it came to, uh, I heard that like, yeah, he, he basically mapped out what he wanted to do and what, how he wanted to continue. And I guess it kept going back and forth with the studio, whether they should cram it all into one movie. Should it be two parts? Should it be three parts? I'm sure you were part of the discussions of that. Um, but it must have been pretty, uh, pretty awesome just to hear like his entire like yeah, as, as a DP, you're generally not part of those kind of discussions. Are you not part of those? But he still kind of told you about them and stuff? Yeah, no, I mean, you talk about it with, yeah. you know, the director afterwards, but it's not something that I would sit in the meeting with. They should. You, I mean, you need to have, cinematographers need to have more input. No, I'm just kidding. No, but uh, uh, when it comes to, like, DC characters, I mean, were you, when it, when you took the, the project, were you familiar? Are you, like, a big, like, a comic book guy? And uh, if you are, like, like, is there certain characters that stand out for you? I've never been a big comic book guy, but obviously I'm a guy and I love comic books, and uh, so I've always enjoyed comic books all my life. Um, uh, I've always been—I mean, Batman has always been my favorite. Of course, right there. Superhero. I actually, you know, I love the Tim Burton. Yeah. With Michael Keaton. Um, so you know, I, you know, yeah, Batman's always been 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 sort of my favorite character, but. You know, I love shooting. I love filming. I love creating and 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 working in different genres and creating different kind of universes. And so, you know, it, it's an opportunity that you just can, you know, so when you start to work with someone like Zach, you know. Yeah. So when like um 
like say being a Batman fan, seeing Ben, like, you know, this big, huge, massive brick shit house of a dude, like in that bat suit. I mean, pretty much seeing everybody in their costumes must have been pretty awesome. But I mean, seeing Ben and filming Ben. And then, of course, you know, there was always talks about Ben doing his own movie. I mean, I don't know if you were part of any like discussions of all any of that. But uh, I mean, just seeing him in that costume must have been pretty, uh, pretty awesome and pretty surreal too. seeing all of them. I mean, you know, I'm a 40 year old guy. So <laughs> I'm not, not going to be like, hey, that's uh, Batman over there. Take a picture, take a selfie with me. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. uh, it's uh, you know, it, 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 it's great. But, uh, you know, it's my, my seven year old uh, godson. Um, you know, he probably will never forget that moment in his entire life, meeting Batman, you know? Yeah. He actually loved Superman. Oh, did he? He met Cavill too, huh? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, and and speaking of Cavill, I mean, one of the things that I remember I was like, um, that was told to me a little while ago, and then, of course, Snyder talked about it too, because one of the requests from the studio was, when it came to Superman's costume, was the fact that, you know, Snyder wanted the black and silver costume. You know, that's, that's his Superman was supposed to be coming back like that. But, of course, the studio was like, now he's got to be, we got we to gotta see the blue tights. We got to see the blue tights. But he decided to shoot it in such a way where you could just easily color grade. And a lot of people were like, oh, they just did the visual effects. I'm like, no, no, it's all about just adjusting the color. They shot it in a way. Um, so that process, that must, that must have been some interesting conversations. And, I mean, was it pretty easy just to do it like that way where you're like, oh, yeah, we could just adjust this real easily in post? Very, very yeah. easy. We did a few tests and that was it and that worked really well and so that was not a problem at all i mean it's amazing how flawless it looks too like i mean a lot of people just seem to think that he that cavill was actually wearing that black and silver suit and i'm like no you will not see a behind the scenes i mean i'm sure it was created it was like wilkinson probably had it in his trailer somewhere i'm sure it was made and there was definitely some concept art for it but i mean oh yeah, but you'll never you never see like any of the behind the scenes footage that we see. You never see Cavill like wearing that. It's always the uh the the blue the blue suit. And yeah, you guys did a phenomenal. I mean, when we see that shot in the newest trailer where he's just wearing it, I mean everybody cheers for that too when you watch these reactions. And I mean, just absolutely fantastic. But um, um the black suit is a cool suit. Oh my god, it's so I mean, I I I I I mean I get I get why they they want the blue suit because that's the way you recognize Superman. But I mean, but when it comes to the story and and uh, what it represents, you know, in Snyder's eyes, and it makes sense, you know, the the rebirth and that, and that he's going to work his way back to that blue suit. But I mean, I mean that the black and silver suit just, I mean, it pops, man. I mean, it's so gorgeous looking. And I, I, I when people are like complain about it, and I'm like, what? I mean, it's something different. And look at that thing. I mean, come on. Now. But you know, you know, you know how people are. But uh, I was gonna uh, bring in uh, that uh, fan question. Uh, this is from Tony, who uh, is a photographer and an artist. And I mean, he anytime he submits a question, I always look how gorgeous his framing is. I mean, he's he definitely shows his chops right here. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and play it for you right now. Great. Hey Fabian, how you doing, mate? My name's Tony. I'm a photographer and a painter from Sydney, Australia. Um, I just wanted to say what a huge fan of yours that I am. Um, I've followed your work for years. Um, I'm sure you probably get told this all the time, but mate, you have fans all over the world that are just in awe of the work that you do. 
and the effort that you put in. So we all really appreciate it and can't wait to see the work that you've put in on this project on uh, on the 18th. I mean, I mean, I hope it's on the 18th. Here in Australia, it's still pending. So, mate, I just had a quick question in terms of what comes next. Um, obviously, this film was shot maybe five years ago. Um, and if you were to get the chance to do Justice League 2, 3, whatever else comes after that, obviously you've evolved as a cinematographer. Um, is there any other stylistic things that you hope to bring to the next project in terms of technologies, cameras or styles or specific kinds of shots that you'd like to pull off? Um, obviously, you know, there's the, the new ILM LED kind of technology with LED panels and uh, Unreal Engine environments and shooting with a reflective light, so no more green screens. Um, is that something you guys are probably looking to utilize or kind of integrate within your kind of workflows or, you know, if you could talk about any of that kind of geeky stuff, mate, I love it. So yeah, thank you for your work, mate, and all the best. God, those drawings that he has behind of Batman and Superman, that's him just hand, just, just willy nilly, just drew it. Crazy, crazy uh, guy's crazy talented, but yeah, that's a that's a good question right there. I mean, I know with the Mandalorian, they started using those those screens as opposed to green screens. Have you worked with any of that yet? Well, Tony, thank you first of all for those very nice words. That means a lot, and I really appreciate that. Um, and yes, amazing artwork that I could see in the back there. So well done on those. Um, uh, yeah, so quite a few questions there. Um, let's see whether I can remember all of them. Um, well, what's next? Yeah, I have no idea. Next, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I'm, I, I am prepping for something, but I can't say what it is right now. Okay, uh, I won't. Re I won't read it because, like, IMDb has something there, but I won't. I mean, if 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 you don't want me to say the title, I won't say the title. Oh, you can say the title. What is it? Uh, it says Monster Butler. Oh no, that's something else. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That's so actually, that's a really cool script. That's actually a really cool script that I've been working with. Uh, Working uh, Malcolm McDowell um, for a few yeah, years. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, that hasn't happened yet. David I hope Blair directing, yeah. We'll do something else. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, I can't talk about that. But, um, you know, the, it's tough. I mean, you know, I've hopefully evolved as a cinematographer, but then, you know, the last four years since I've done Justice League have also been. Uh, you know, I haven't done that much because I did season eight of Game of Thrones after that, and then I did The Crown, and then that was it. I haven't really done anything since then because of my mom yeah. not being well, and then uh, obviously Corona and COVID happening. So I haven't really done anything for the past year. So we'll see what happens next. Um, yes, I've got, you know, I love, like I said earlier, I love shooting, I love filming, I love being on set. So I hope there's lots more interesting stuff to well, come that I understand. What was funny though is like on your Instagram, you posted like that yeah, you were on set and there was like you know blue screens and everything like that. Everybody started freaking out, like like oh my god, he's it, it, this has to do with Justice League, Justice League. I mean, you you actually like when it came to the fandom, everybody started freaking out that it was like oh it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. So oh, you yeah. kind of and it was happening. Yeah, it, it just, was. It was a different movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like it wasn't. No, I remember when yeah, I. Did when I did a show and talked about it, I was like, guys, relax. I mean, yes, he's doing something. Fabian's doing something. He's working. It's great. We're happy for him. But I, it's it's not quite this. So freak out 
little bit later because yeah, it is happening, but it's not the same thing. Were you working on like some kind of commercial or music video when you posted that or something like that? That was the pickups for a movie that I also probably can't mention yet. <laughs> ah, see, there you go. More secretive stuff. Ah, just take a shot and then we'll we'll start talking about it. no, but uh then also he we talked about that that technology, that LED technology. Um, like I said, that was mainly mentioned with the Mandalorian that they use the background as opposed to green screens. And have you have you um used any of that yet or been on set? Uh, it and I'll be using it for this current project that I'm prepping on for now. You know, I've always said I've always said in the last six, seven years that technology is going to catch us up very soon, and and the way of working is going to change. I I'm, I I did think it was going to happen soon. I didn't think personally it would happen that soon. <laughs> and most of the people I spoke to and 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 told my opinion about this, they all said to me, "You're crazy. That's not going to happen for ages." <laughs> It's happened a lot faster than that, and it's happened a lot faster than even I was thinking. I thought it was probably going to be in a few years' time, but because of obviously COVID, it's it's, it's been been sped up even even faster, you know. And so that's why we're here now, shooting things like the Mandalorian in the volume. Um, it's it's a very interesting technology. I've I've been doing tests. Um, you know, it offers up amazing uh, things, uh, opportunities. Um, it also takes away. From things that we know, and you know, mm -hmm. so it's it's as everything, you know, it's a new technology, and it will take a lot of um, experimenting and learning and practicing and improving to to really make it into something. But it definitely has it definitely has a place in the future. I mean, you know, this job that I'm prepping right now, um, we would have a lot of extras mm -hmm. uh, normally, but we can't have that right now because you're not allowed to have more than. 50 or whatever people so you know you have to look at other ways of shooting things um to to stay in a safe environment so hmm. see i'm trying to like i'm trying to figure out like what exactly are you what are you shooting right now a lot of extras hmm. i'm like trying to uh i'm trying to uh bring my best detective skills out and uh, of course it's uh not working but uh you know that's cool like uh yeah when 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 they when it was talked about how the mandalorian used that technology i thought well that's that's interesting because how because when you're shooting on an entire set of just like green screens, I mean, you basically have to just visualize like what's going to be happening here. And so when you're placing the camera, you're like, oh, yeah, but in the background, you're going to see a bunch of a city that's like destruction, like in the background. And I'm sure that, you know, that could be somewhat difficult, but it, uh, but then maybe you just you, you just get used to it. And now you got to evolve into like, hey, you can actually see what's in the background now and see all this craziness. And uh, yeah, that's got to be. I guess you got to evolve and kind of, you know, adjust yourself from how you used to do things now that you see what's behind there, not just in post-production. Um, that's got to be, yeah, that's got to be some uh, quite an adjustment right there. Well, I mean, you know, it's good, you know, yeah. well, like, evolving is good. Otherwise yeah. it's just boring. So that's, and it's, you know, it's, it's part of the, we're, we're in a time where if you don't, if you don't adjust, so if you don't keep up, you're gonna be left behind. So exactly, and and then even going to like a, another question I had for you because I've been asking pretty much anybody who comes on here um, um, the question of how now that 
with the with COVID and everything and the the movie theaters, which I'm like, I, I'm surprised I've I haven't seen a movie since Tenet in the movie theater, and I had to drive like an hour and a half south to San Diego just to go see a fucking movie. It was, uh, it was craziness. And uh, I have a movie theater that's literally like 1.7 miles away from here, and uh, I used to go every week, and it, it sucks. I'm just clamoring for it to 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 go back in the movie theater but now that we have like all these streaming services you got hbo max that's doing the dual release this year i mean uh you know speaking of like evolving and how the industry everything is right now how do you feel about the fact that they're releasing movies in the movie theater at the same time on a streaming service mm, well I mean, look, I, I got into this industry because I love, I love films and I, love, I used to love going to the cinema. Um, and I think the cinema is, is a place that I hope is never going to die. But yeah. I think just uh, unfortunately the way this world is going that the, it's going to shift, right? And it has shifted. So people like to be more lazy and stay at home and sit on their couch and and watch the movies on Netflix. Um, you know, hopefully there's enough people in the world who still love going to the cinema, so films can survive there too. But certainly, it won't be, it won't be a gathering point, I guess, ever again, as it used to be. You know. Yeah, I mean, sadly, that's there's nothing we can do. It's not we can't cry about it. We just have to try and find a way to make the cinema still being able to happen. Mm -hmm. and and still go to the cinema and, and the other people who want to stay at home stay at home. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what I, when, when, when that, when HBO Max and Warner Media decided to do that, I mean, it just seemed like that was the only option. It's like, okay, if you want to stay home, stay home, you can watch it the day of at the comfort of your home. That's fine. But if you want to go out to, uh, to, uh, to, to the cinema and, and watch it and, have that experience of like, you know, disconnecting and, you know, like you said, just uh, losing yourself in a movie. But at the same time, this was going to happen anyways. I mean, streaming was always going to be a thing. And like you said, you know, this, it, it just came quicker than, than we thought. I, I thought the whole streaming thing where you'd see like new releases at your home. I didn't think that, I thought that was five or six years down the road, but now here we are, you know, I watched wonder woman and uh, the little things the day it, it opened. So. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy what's going on there. How, how that's all happening. There's a chicken in my office. I was about to say, I was like, what is that noise? You have a dog? What's, uh, you got a chicken? <laughs> that's actually one of our chickens. <laughs> okay, so you have you have a chicken farm or what? No, we have a few chickens, but she was a cold, so she, okay. she came here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there you go, guys. You you heard it here first. Fabian Wagner and his chicken right there. Coming to uh coming to HBO Max this uh this May. Uh, Fabian and his chicken. Um that's cool though. I mean, I always I think if I ever get to a point, I would love to have, you know, a couple of chickens too, because I'm sure you got the eggs, you got, yeah, obviously unlimited. I don't know how yeah, that's that's awesome right there though. I've always I've always uh anytime I hear that people have like their own uh little kind of like mini chicken farm or something like that. I'm like, that's cool. That's awesome. good. Chickens are good. Yeah, but he, but, but then of course he uh, interrupts uh, interviews. How dare he? Does he have a name? That's Rosie. Rosie, there you go. She, okay, so there you go. Well, all right then. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this interview up. Fabian, this, is, uh, this has been a lot of fun and I appreciate you uh, showing up and uh, talking to me right now. Maybe we'll talk soon in, uh, in the future, maybe after all this, uh, when you got something, when you can actually talk about your future project. <laughs> because I know, yeah, 
when you uh, when you can actually talk about them, come back here and we'll uh, we'll have a chat. And I think another question that the, one of the other questions about that Tony had was the fact that you um, uh, about doing Justice League two or three. And I think that's obvious. I think if Zach said, "Hey, we're going to be doing two and three or whatever the heck anymore," you'd be fully down to to do uh, it. Call from Zach again. I will be there. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, Zach Snyder calls you, you answer and you just go, yes, Zach, yes, let's do this. And because you, like I said, the excitement levels and everything that he has, um, it's great. But uh, thank you, Fabian, for uh, uh, for showing up today. And, uh, you know, I hope you have a good day and I hope everything, um, everything else, um, future projects, everything with the family and all that stuff. I hope everything uh, goes, uh, goes well. And uh, yeah. I appreciate it, man. You too. Stay safe, and uh, we'll see you again at some point. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, going back to the uh, the original show now. Well, uh, I'll see you over there. And there you go, guys. Ah, there is Fabian Wagner right there. I am back. All right. Remove. Okay. Hope you guys enjoyed that. You guys enjoy that a little bit, huh? A little bit of Fabian Wagner right there, and his uh, <laughs> his cameo of his uh, of his chicken Rosie right at the end there. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. It was like all of a sudden we hear. I, I kept hearing this noise, and I'm like, is that a child or is that a dog? And then he's just like, hey, he's got a chicken, chicken named Rosie. So that was pretty good. So thank you, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for um, for uh, watching that and uh, everything. I thought that yeah, it was um, it was great uh, talking with them and just you know, talk, of course, talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. But you know, I wanted to get to know him a little bit more. And you know, I'm kind of curious though when he was kind of reluctant on on uh, talking about his uh, project that he's working on because IMDb shows a project in pre-production which he was okay to talk about but he's doing something else i kind of wonder like what exactly is he working on is it maybe the game of thrones prequel or whatever spinoff that hbo max is supposed to be doing it could be that maybe it's something that has to do with star wars i don't know i just know like he you know there's certain things that he couldn't speak of and i was kind of interested about that i was like hmm what is he talking about and then of course the fact that he knows he knows things for Justice League 2 and 3, or 2, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, 2, 3, or 2, where he knows about a Justice, he knows what's going on in Justice League sequel territory. He's talked to Zach, he's spoken to him about stuff like, uh, what was, what's supposed to be happening in, uh, in a lot of that. So, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, of course he's not going to, he can't speak of it, can't speak of it, but it, you know, it's very interesting. You're saying that Los Pollos Hermanos. <laughs> yeah, it's all about Rosie the Chicken. I thought I thought that was it was a perfect little ending of that interview right there. I, I thought that was great. I was like, oh yeah, goes <laughs> a chicken interrupting the live stream, saying, "Hey, it's time to uh, it's time to wrap it up. Uh, time to wrap it up there, uh, uh, Fabian. You got to wrap it up. Your chicken is uh, yelling at you." <laughs> <laughs> 